We welcome you to the Lord's house this morning. We're so glad you're here. This has been our love month. And Brother Philip and Sister Laura from Dickinson, Texas, came and did a... It was marvelous. I can't think of another better word. Marvelous. Uh, marriage conference yesterday. And he's here this morning to declare the word of God to you. To continue to talk about love. I want you to welcome evangelist Philip Baker. Thank you, sir. Amen. Now, come on. Let's stand up and give Jesus a hand clap. Amen. He's worthy, isn't he? He's worthy. Amen. Find somebody around you. Tell them they look good. Tell them Jesus loves them. Tell them they're going to be blessed today whether they want to be blessed or not. Amen. Hug somebody. Now go ahead, hug somebody. Come on, it'll make you feel better. Hug somebody. Amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. Good to see everybody. Everybody looks good. The front row really looks good with my, well, she, she's moving around a little bit. But uh, it's good to have my wife here with me this weekend. We, uh, she don't get to travel with me a lot, but she, you know, she, every once in a while we, we get her out, especially when we do our, our marriage seminars. And uh, next weekend we'll be up, we're flying into Seattle, Washington and, and doing the PATH Marriage Seminar up there in Renton with Pastors Wes and Jennifer Henry, TBI graduates, got a great church up there and we're looking forward to being with them. And so, but uh, anyway, we had a great time yesterday and amen, love month, talking about having a great marriage, that it's not a destination, it's a journey. It's a path, and I believe we all got a little further along the path yesterday. Amen? Always a joy to be at the Lord's house. I've been preaching here now. It's got to be 15, 16 years, and so many incredible memories, you know, from being here. And uh, going back to, you know, I guess probably my favorite memories was always preaching and getting done, and then going right over there and sitting on that pew next to Pastor Otha, and, and say, Pastor Otha, did I do okay? Did I do good? <laughs> he goes, yeah, 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 you did good. And so I just love this church and love your pastors. And Pastor Samuel and Miss Amy, they're as genuine as it gets. They're as authentic as it gets. They're as real as it gets. And they love you. Amen. Do y'all love them? Come on, give them a hand clap. Praise God. Hey, a couple of things uh, before we before we uh, get into the word. All right, uh, who's got Facebook on their phone? Raise your hand. Wave at me. There's a bunch of you. All right, get your phone out right now. Get we're we're going we're going we're going to go to the world right now. World missions, right? Everybody say world missions. All right. I was looking last week. Y'all had about 400 views and you had 12 shares. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to do it every Sunday. We're not doing this because I'm here. We're doing this because we want to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. All right, so you got your phone out? All right, go to Facebook. All right, uh, go to the Lord's house. Type it in at the top, the Lord's house. Do this every, so turn to somebody, say every Sunday. Come on, turn to somebody, I'll say every Sunday. Turn to somebody, say, I'm not going to forget. No, come on. All right, you go to the Lord's house. All right, find the live stream. It's live right now. It's live right now. All right, hit that little button that says share. Y'all see it? Wave your hand at me if you see share. Share, where's share, 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 share. And just hit share and then hit post. And you know what we just did? 
Come on. Instead of 12 shares, come on, 20 shares. 25 shares, 30 shares. Instead of 400 views, come on, it'll be over 1,000 views. The reason we're doing this is, is to reach the world. And Laura shared it to our page, to our ministry page, and to our personal page. So get this, you're going to have people from Tanzania, Africa, from Papua New Guinea, from Vanuatu, from the Solomon Islands, from Tana Island, from Bulgaria. You're going to have people all over the world watching you guys from the, at the Lord's house. Amen? Come on, give Jesus a hand clap for technology. If Jesus was preaching, he would be using every bit of technology he could to reach the masses of people. Amen? Amen. And so do that every Sunday. And, uh, man, the Lord's house will be preaching all over the world. Amen? Hey, after the service is over, uh, Miss Laura, she will be back there at the table. And there's a lot of material out there that will bless you. And, you know, the thing with me is I always appreciate anything that causes me to be more focused on the kingdom. And whether, whether it's listening to something or reading something. Like I'll ask you questions I don't want answers to. When's the last time you read a book? When's the last time you read a book that focused your heart on the kingdom? You know, we've got two books out there called The Move and The Build. You can get both of them for $20 and they'll focus you on the kingdom. Both of them... One of, the, one of the joys I've had write, re, uh, writing it is I've had people that have told me, you know, Brother Philip, uh, I read the move in one night and I read the build in one night. But I've had other people say, you know what, uh, the move has 238, what I call them, moves. The build has 203 builds. And I, I have people say, you know what, I read one a day. It's like a devotional. So you can read it quick. You can read it slow. But... They're going to focus you. And I don't know about you. Once again, I appreciate anything that causes me to be focused on the kingdom. How about you? I want to read, uh, I want to read the last one in the build. And the reason is because it sums up the whole book. And when you hear what I'm fixing to read to you, you're going to know whether or not you want to read the book or not. You're going to know whether or not this is you or not. You're going to know whether or not you want this to be you or not. And so are y'all ready? This is, this is Bill 203, and they're all about this long or shorter. Here we go. I'm a believer in Christ Jesus, and that's why I'm so happy. I'm a servant. I'm a five-rock servant. I have a servant's heart. I'm a supernatural leader. I'm not called to be shallow, but to be deep. I'm a vision leader, and I'm defined by where I'm going, not where I've been. I reject vague because everything I do, I do with precision and with excellence. I'm a a five-star leader, and everything I do, I do with five-star excellence. I'm a kingdom leader, and I love the kingdom. I love God's churches. I love God's pastors. I love God's people. I hate anything from the pit of hell that would try to destroy the kingdom and people in which Jesus Christ came and died for at Calvary. For the rest of my life, I'll be an instrument used by God to break containment in the lives of people and in God's churches. At the end of my life, I'm going to look my family in the eyes and I'm going to tell them I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. I kept the faith. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I'll tell them if I can do it, they can do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, is that who you are? Is that who you want to be? That's what's at the end of uh, the book. So they're out there and those media bags are out there. That It's like a supernatural Bible school. Uh, but the bottom line is, 
In July, we're headed to Australia and and, uh, Solomon Islands. We're going to be doing some crusades on Tana Island. And then in October, we're going to be in Bulgaria, huge pastors conference. At our expense, we're going to take all these pastors from Bulgaria. We're going to put them in a lodge for two nights. We're going to feed them. It won't cost them anything. All they got to do is get there. Then we're going to pour into them two days. And so when you go out there, it's not buying. When you go out there and sow and you buy those two books or you buy that media bag, or how about this? You grab that silver packet and you partner with us monthly. We have churches, businesses, people that partner with us every month. You're helping us get to over 50 churches a year in all those nations. Amen? So Miss Laura will help you and you pay for it however you want to. We even take cards out there. It takes 30 seconds. But uh, it'll be a blessing to you and it will do what? Everybody say focus. Focus you. Amen. And uh, I, I, I wanted to make this announcement. After church is over, I'm going to sit down with pastor. I have a, this YouTube channel. And one of the things I love to do, I love to interview pastors about their churches. And I wanted to sit down with Pastor Samuel. It's called On the Road. And I'm going to interview him about his dad. And I want, he, I, I want him to talk to people about... Uh, his dad and that life of fasting and how he wrote the Bible. And then I want I want him to tell the story about how Pastor Otha come on graduated to heaven. And I believe it is going to blow up on Facebook and so many people are going to be blessed by that uh, testimony. And so tomorrow, look on my Facebook page and, and uh, you'll be able to watch it. Does that sound pretty cool? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, listen. Would it be all right if a bunch of people got healed today? Let me rephrase that. Would it be all right if everybody got healed today? Would it be all right if all got healed today? You know, I've been, uh, I've been meditating on Psalms 103.3. Who forgives all our iniquities and who heals us of all our diseases. Anybody in here got some all faith? Why don't we just believe God that all will get healed? You know, I, I heard this in my spirit. If you got something wrong in your body, can God make it right? How many of you got something wrong in your body? Then can God make it And can He do it for some? Can He do it for a bunch? Or can He do it for A-L-L? Turn to somebody and say, that means you. You know, in order for that to happen, there's some things we're going to have to get into agreement on. Can we get into agreement? Two or more set themselves in. Amen. It can't be some of us in agreement and then other people are off believing something. Come on, we got to get into agreement. Number one is we got to come into agreement that God wants you healed more than you want to be healed. He said, Brother Philip, I really want to be healed. I know, darling, but listen, God wants you healed more than you want to be healed. He didn't put something on you trying to teach you something. Would you put sickness and disease on your children to teach them something? No, you wouldn't. And you know what? You're not a better parent than the father. As much as you love your kids or you will love your kids, multiply that times a million and that's how much God loves you. Number two is we we, we got to come into agreement on the day you got healed. And it's not today. You know, in, in Acts 3, 6, silver and gold have I none, but such I have give I thee in the name of... Rise up and walk. Y'all got healed on the same day that guy got healed. 
Every person that got healed in Alexander Dowie's meetings, at Azusa, at William Branham meetings, A.A. Allen, uh, a. A. Allen Jack Coe, Amy Simple McPherson, Maria Woodsworth Etter, T.L. Osborne, all over the world, y'all all got healed on the same day as they got healed. Brother Philip, what day was it? By Jesus' stripes, we were... Come on, we were all healed on that day. When he took those stripes on his back, we were healed on that day. All we're going to do today is reach out with our faith and receive it. Come on, are we in agreement? We're in agreement. Somebody say all. All. Come on, who's got something wrong in your body? And today, you're going, God's going to make it right. Woo, I like that. And the last thing we need to come into agreement on is your part. There's always your part. You know, how, how do you reach out with your faith and receive what the Father's done for you at Calvary? You've got to do your part. But here's the deal. It's so easy. And every one of you in here, I don't care how young you are, I don't care how old you are, every one of you have got enough faith to reach out and receive your healing. Regardless of what's going on in your body. Y'all know the story. A lot of you, I tell this story and you'll go, man, I, I, I think I've heard that story so much I could tell it as good as Brother Philip. But some of you haven't heard the story. But it's a supernatural story because every time I tell it, people get healed. There was a lady. She was sitting right over there. Now, it wasn't this church. Every church has right over there. And uh, I go over there to pray for her. And uh, she had a chair turned around and her knee was in the chair. And so uh, her knee was messed up. Anybody got a bad knee? Oh, somebody say all. Ooh, we're in agreement. Agreement is building. Somebody say agreement is building. Something awesome is going to happen. Praise God. So I'm praying for this lady, and the Lord told me to watch her. So I get through praying for her, and I'm watching her. And she was so sweet, and she thanked me for praying for her, and I'm watching her. And then I saw what God wanted me to see. Changed my life. Changed our ministry. You know, telling how many thousands of people have been saved, uh, healed because of that moment. Say, so, well, what did you see? She didn't move her knee. If she'd have believed she was healed, what would she have done? She didn't move her knee. Why didn't she move her knee? Well, she didn't believe she was healed. She just wanted me to pray for her. See, there's religion right there. There's the show. I don't like the show. And I can talk about the show all I want to talk about the show because I have been in church my whole life. And I don't care about the show. I, I, I didn't come here to pray for you. I want you healed. I want you walking out of here, come on, pain free. And whatever was wrong is now right. But in order for you to be healed, you've got to do what that lady didn't do. If you've got a bad neck, how are you going to know you're healed? You've got to move it. You've got a bad back. How are you going to know you're healed? You've got to move it. Come on, if you've got diabetes, how are you going to know you're healed? You're going to have to get somewhere and go check your blood sugar, aren't you? Come on, every one of you. How will you know you're healed? What will you have to do to find out you're healed? Whatever that is, it's different for each one of you, right? Turn to somebody and say, it's different. You got you to gotta move. You got to do your part. And when you do your part, that healing that was provided for you 2,000 years ago, it's going to manifest in your body. And in the twinkling of an eye, what was wrong is now going to be Right. Amen. So get ready. Get ready. Get ready. It's coming. We're moments away. 
moments away. But hey, it's love month, isn't it? It's love month. All right, show of hands. 2019. Raise your hands if the year was absolutely perfect. You had no problems, no challenges, no storms, no hiccups. Everything was as smooth as silk. Come on, just a walk in the park. Everything that could go right went right. Come on, raise your hands. Two, two, we got, got, Pastor, nobody is lifting their hands. How many of you had some stuff happen last year? Come on, somebody say stuff. You had some stuff happen to you last year? You know, another word for stuff uh, can be this word damage. You know, stuff happens and we get damaged. And how does that happen? Let's be even more specific when we say damage. How does that happen? Who does it happen, uh, who does it happen through? What? Well, how do we get damaged? What is the stuff I'm talking about? Well, it's really three things. Number one, it's, uh, it's pressure. Was anybody under some pressure last year? Man, we, we get under pressure, whether it's work, whether it's our career, whether it's marriage, whether it's financial pressure, whether it's come on our bodies and what's going on, relationships, children. Come on, somebody say Pressure. We get under pressure and there's stress and there's anxiety and it messes with our sleep and it messes with our body. And come on, and you got, we got people on the, they're dealing with depression and oppression and, and we got all this stuff going on simply because there's so much pressure in the world today. Here's another thing that causes damage. People. People. How many of you had some people problems in 2019? Come on, you had, you had some people do you wrong. You had some people offend you. You had some people talk about you behind your back. You had some people make you promises and they broke them. You had, you had, you had people that, that should love you with all their heart and for whatever reason they don't. Come on, people. It's some of the stuff and it, 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 it causes damage. So you, you got pressure, you got people, and then here's just the... the, 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 the been around forever. Warfare. Warfare. How many of you was involved in some warfare last year? Come on. How many of you know there is a Satan and he hates your guts? Come on. And his desire is the opposite of God's. Whatever God wants for you, Satan doesn't want it for you. He wants you God wants you blessed to be a blessing. Satan wants you broke to be a burden. Come on, God wants you to walk in divine hell. Satan wants you to, come on, be all messed up in your body so you can't do everything God's called you to do. And he attacks, he attacks. There's a demonic system in the world. There's warfare. Every time you go out of these doors, every time you go to work, come on, there's warfare. There's warfare. There's a system in place to keep you down. And all that stuff, we deal with it, Pastor Samuel, every day. We deal with pressure, we deal with people, we deal with warfare, and it causes damage. But here's the sad part. It's not just the damage to us, it's the damage through us. Because what happens is, is we wind up taking that stuff out on other people. In other words, we, we pass on the damage. How many of you know hurt people hurt people? Hmm? Hurt people hurt people. And so people say things to us that hurt us, and then we turn around and say things to others that hurt them. You know, there's this story about this uh, young man 
and he, he heard something about a Sunday school teacher uh, in, the, in, in the community. And it was a really a bad rumor. And he told about five or six families uh, what he had heard. And then about a week goes by, and he found, finds out that that rumor wasn't true. That it was, a, it was a complete lie. And he felt so bad. He felt so bad. And he went, he went and knocked on the Sunday school teacher's door. And the man came to the door, and he, you know, he repented. He said, I'm sorry. This is what I said. I realize it now. It was a lie. And the man was so sweet. And he forgave him. But he said, listen, there's two things I want you to do. And he went inside and he grabbed some feathers. And he took those feathers and he gave them to him. And he said, I want you to go to every house that you spoke these things to. And I want you to put a feather uh, on, right by their front door. And the young man said, uh, yes, sir. Absolutely. So he disappeared. And about an hour later, he comes back, knocks on the door. And he said, I put a feather on every porch in town that I spoke evil of you. And the, the man said, well, thank you so much. He said, now here's the next thing I want you to do. He said, I want you to go back and I want you to go uh, bring those feathers to me. Go get those feathers and bring them to me. What do you think happened when he went back to get those feathers? What? Come on, say that together. They were gone. And a lot of times this damage that's done to us but then this damage that's done through us, it's like a boulder in a pond. It's damaged, but what happens across the pond? There are ripples. There's ripples. Would you like for God to reverse all those ripples? What if we could gather those feathers back? Now, do you think we could do that in the flesh? You think we can do that? Come on, just because we're smart? No, it's going to have to be a miracle. With God, all things are possible. Come on, do you think we can gather those feathers back? Do you think we can reverse those ripples? Do you think we can be healed of all that damage, whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual? Come on, physical. We can, we can be healed and set free from all that damage that was done in 2019. We can reverse those ripples. We can gather those feathers back. Wouldn't that be an awesome Sunday morning? Wouldn't that be a great beginning of 2020? Amen. Are we all in agreement? Turn over to 1 John 4. 1 John 4. I want to read you something. When you, when you think about all this damage, and you think about all this stuff, and you think about people and pressure and warfare, I am so glad that John said in John, 1 John 4, 4. I'm so glad John, the disciple that Jesus loves, said, verse 4, you are of God, little children. And you've overcome them. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. What's he saying? Greater is he that's in you than the damage that's in the world. Greater is he that's in you than the pressure, than the warfare, than the people, than the devil. Come on, greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Man, I'm glad. Aren't y'all glad he said that? We don't have to live bound. We can live free. We can live free. But then John does something interesting here. He makes this incredible statement that children around the world learn to memorize. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. 
Greater is He that's in me than he that's in the world. We memorize that Scripture, but we forget what comes afterwards. When John released that truth, you know what he begins to do? He began to transition in that chapter. He began to transition to teaching on the love of God. Interesting. What's John telling us? The only way you're going to overcome that damage is the love of God's got to be bigger in your heart than the damage. The love of God has got to be bigger in you than warfare. The love of God's got to be bigger in you than pressure. The love of God in you has got to be bigger than anything that people have ever done, are doing, or ever will do. The love of God is go- has got to be bigger. But what love are we talking about here? Come on. Well, I, I'm not talking about just natural love. I'm not talking about sexual love or love between friends or love between parents and children. Those loves are wonderful. Those loves are special. But everybody on the planet has those loves. But there is a love that not everybody on the planet has. There is a love that you only have unless you have come to the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. What is it? It's the agape. Somebody say agape. It's the agape love of God. What is the agape love of God? Well, it's the love of God. It only comes from Him. It's... uh, It's... It's unconditional love. Every one of us have been loved conditionally before. I love you if. I love you but. No, this is I love you period. This love, it's not emotional. It's spirit. It's supernatural. It's spectacular. And it only comes from the Father. We'll get to more of that in just a moment. Here, here, here's, here's some more definitions. Agape is seeing people through the eyes of Jesus. Wouldn't you like to have some sunglasses that you could put on every day and you would see the world through His eyes? How many of you think your life would change? How many think Tyler, Texas would change? How many of you think your church would change if we could see the world through His eyes? Amen? Yeah. It's seeing people through the eyes of Jesus. Another way you could say it is... Um, Oh, y'all, y'all help me. Uh, y'all too, and you come up here. I want you to help me. Come up here. You're not going to have to speak. You don't have to sing a song. Turn around. Look at everybody. You're sharp, man. Good looking boy. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Put your hands straight up. Straight up. Perfect. Put your hands out towards everybody. Put your hands down. Yeah, like that. This is love right here. Love up is worship. Come on. Love up is worship. Love out is compassion. What's compassion? It's your pain in my heart. Amen? Love down is mercy. And so when we talk about the agape love of God, we're talking about a love that worships God, that's compassionate for people, and that, come on, reaches down and brings people up that don't deserve it, just like God reached down and brought us up when we didn't deserve it. Come on, give them a hand clap. They did good. Love is, love is, love is, agape is, it's giving. It's giving. For God so loved the world that He, that He gave. The more of a revelation of the agape love of God you have, the more of a giver you're going to be. The easier it's going to be for you to tithe, and the easier it's going to be for you to sow. 
Brother Philip, I just, man, it's just, it's just, I just, I, I, it's just so hard for me to even think about tithing. Well, that's because you don't have a revelation of the agape love of God. It's so hard for me to sow into the kingdom, sow into ministry, sow into people. Man, I just can't let God. Mm, we need a greater revelation of the agape love of God. Because the more of that love is in your heart, the easier it is to give. The easier it is to tithe. The easier it is to sow. And what happens is, you know, got Laura sitting right over here. And our middle daughter is Madison. And when you look at Madison and you look at Mama and you look at Mama Madison, you know what you're going to say? Boy, that apple sure didn't fall far from the tree. Huh? Listen. If someone looks at God's giving and you're giving and then you're giving and God's giving and then God's giving and you're giving, would they say, don't answer this question. I'm asking questions I don't want answers to. Would they say, boy, that apple sure didn't fall far from the tree. Woo, come on. Love is forgiving. Who you mad at right now? Who you bitter at? Come on, who do you sit around and fantasize telling them off? Come on, hoping that one day you'll have your day in court with them. Come on, are you bitter? Who you think about all the time? Who, 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 who is it that if you start talking about what they did to you, all those emotions come up? You know what bitterness is, don't you? It's drinking poison and hoping they die. How's that working out for you? Come on, the greater the revelation of love you have, the easier it is to forgive because didn't Jesus forgive you? Come on, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And what He forgave you for is a million times more of what you'll ever forgive anybody else for. Come on, agape is giving. Agape is forgiving. It's seeing people through the eyes of Jesus. It's worship. It's compassion. It's mercy. It's the greatest. Muhammad Ali is not the greatest of all time. Come on. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. These three things abide. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is? Greatest is love. Love is the power behind faith. Faith works by love. Faith is Holy Ghost given. Romans 5, 5. The love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. But here, here's, here's what I want to focus in on. The agape love of God is perfect. Perfect. Are you still there in 1 John 4? You still there? Go down, same chapter. Go down, same chapter, verse 16. Go down to verse 16. While you turn there. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect. Every one of you can have perfect love. That doesn't mean it's without a flaw. But what it means is it's whole. It's complete. It's uh, mature. Amen? Every one of us can have a mature love walk. We can. But How? Before we answer how, how about we answer who? And I've already said it, but I want to say it again because it may be the most important thing I say all morning. Who's who? You only get it from the Father. And the only way to the Father is through His Son, Jesus Christ. I was telling him yesterday at the marriage seminar, there's only one place in the world you can find Tanzanite. Yeah, one place in the world. 
You can find diamonds all over the world. You can find sapphires and rubies and all over the world. You can find emeralds all over the world. There's only one place in the world you can find Tanzanite, and that's in Tanzania, the foothills of Mount Kilimanjaro. Every piece of Tanzanite in the world comes from the foothills of Mount Kilimanjaro. And every bit of agape love comes from the Father. It doesn't come from romantic songs. It doesn't come from sex. It doesn't come from romantic movies. It only comes from the Father and through His Son, Jesus Christ. So come on, now you know who who, who is. But you know what? How about why? Why? Why should we want our love to be perfect, mature, complete, great? It says here in verse 17, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as He is, so are we in this world. What in the world is John talking about? That we have boldness in the day of judgment. How many of you know one day there's going to be judgment? How many of you know one day you're going to die and you're going to be standing in front of the Father? Hello? That's a sobering thought, isn't it? Come on, whether the rapture comes, whether we die. Come on. There was a moment right after Pastor Otha passed away. He was standing in the throne room and he looked up. What do you think that moment was like for him? I believe with all my heart, if anybody hit heaven with, the bold, with boldness in the day of judgment, it was Pastor Otha. But do you, what, does, what, what does that boldness look like? All right, you ready? Let's go there for a minute. Come on, God gave you that imagination. Come on, you're standing there. There you are, and you look over, and O-M-G, there's the Holy Ghost. He's standing there. I mean, there He is. You see Him. Come on, I was filled with the Holy Ghost when I was 13 years old. Would you, would I, I mean, run, bolt over to Him. Grab Him around the waist. Pick Him, slam up off the ground. Start kissing Him on the cheek. Because you have just been, come on, united with your best friend. Amen? You put him down, finally. You have a wonderful moment, but out of the corner of your eye, OMJ, oh my Jesus, there's Jesus. You get a glimpse of him, would you? We're talking about boldness in the day of judgment, right? Would you? Would you just make a beeline towards him? I mean, run at full speed. And just collapse right at his feet and grab him, come on, by his legs and put your head in his lap and look up and just, Lord, Savior. Would you? Could you? That's what boldness looks like, right? And then, oh, here we go. This is what happens. You're laying in Jesus' lap and you do this. Where is Jesus sitting? He is at the right hand of. So if your head does this, who are you looking at? You're looking at the Father. O-M-U. Would you, in one motion, just bounce and land right in His lap? Arms around his, his neck. Kissing him on the cheek. Whispering in his ear, Papa. 
Father. Come on. When your love is perfect, when your love is complete, when your love is mature, you'll have boldness in the day of judgment. And when that day comes, you're not going to walk into the throne room tail between your legs. Just happy to be there. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Regrets because you didn't do more on the earth to build God's kingdom. Just believing there's enough grace and mercy for you. That's not how Pastor Otha hit heaven. That man ran to the Holy Ghost. He ran to Jesus. He ran to the Father. He had boldness in the day of judgment. How many of you want that boldness? I want that boldness. We got to work on our love walk. What about the enemy? There's always an enemy. John even gave us the enemy here. He said, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. It is just so simple. Imagine right here is fear. Come on, and standing right on the other side of this speaker is love. And you're right here. The closer you get to fear, the further away from love you are. The closer you get to love, the further away from Fear you are. When you find someone who's got phobias and fear and come on and all that stuff and they're living in fear and they're tormented by that fear. Come on, you're talking about someone who doesn't have a strong enough revelation of the agape love of God. Because perfect love will cast it out. It'll cast it out. Your, Your love walk has an enemy and it's fear. It's fear. But here's the most important part. How? How do, we, how do we grow in this love? What's the key? What's the secret? What's the mystery? It's really the shortest scripture in all of 1 John 4. It's verse 19. We love Him because He first loved us. There's the mystery. There's the secret. There's the key. How many of you have someone you love with all your heart? Okay, take your children, take your husband or wife out of that equation. How many of you have someone that you love with all your heart and you would do anything for them? Yeah, we do, we do, we do. Most of the time, that person in your life is a pastor, a teacher, a coach. Come on, your, uh, your mom, your dad, your family. Come on, granddaddy, a grandma. Whoo, I love my granddad and my, and my grandma. Oh, I love my granddad and I love my grandma. They took me to church when I was a kid. Come on, a teacher, a coach. I had, I, I, I had, a, had a youth pastor that just I love with all my heart. How many, of you, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Come on. You know why you love these people so much? Because they first loved you. How many of you got somebody in your life they first loved you? <laughs> That's why you love them so much. It's because they first loved you. The reason it's so easy to love them is because you got such a revelation of how much they love you. So if you want to love the Father more, you know what you need? A greater revelation of how much He loves you. And when you get a hold of that revelation, not only will you love Him more, but you'll be able to reach out and receive more grace and more mercy in your life. Because it comes with that love for the Father. How many, oh, how many of you would like to love Jesus more? 
Well, the more you understand how much Jesus loves you, the more you'll love Him. And the more you'll be able to reach out and receive, come on, His words and the example that He lived. How many of you love the Holy Ghost? How many of you want to love the Holy Ghost more? Well, the more you understand how much He loves you, the more you'll love Him. And the more you'll be able to receive, come on, His voice and His power. We love Him because He first loved us. It's kind of like this. If someone doesn't like Philip Baker, it's very simply why. They don't know me. Because to know me, turn to somebody, say that for you. Say, 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 to know me is to love me. Now, if you don't love me, it's just because you don't know me. To know the Father is to love Him. I want a perfect love. It's not a, de- it's, it's not a destination. It's a journey. It's a path, just like a great marriage. But we can't believe the lie. I said this yesterday. We can't believe the lie. For the rest of your life, never say again, I love God just as much as anybody else does. No, you don't. No, you don't. I love God more than a lot of you. And you'll never catch me. So why? Because I've known him longer than you have. Say when I was seven, filled the Holy Ghost when I was 13 years old. I only know if God called me into ministry. I might have called myself. I've been in ministry for 30 years. I love God more than you do and you'll never catch me. But you know what? There's some people in here love God more than I do and I'll never catch them. And I'm okay with that because it's not a competition. The point is, tomorrow we can love God more. This year we can love God more. Next year we can love God more. Turn to somebody and say, I haven't arrived. Turn to somebody else and say, you haven't arrived. Come on, we can grow in that love for God.